a puck to the face, but in your return, you do get a sweater from the one and only Nathan Walker. What is the story and why did it actually make me think about things that can go wrong during a hockey game that usually don't go wrong? I'm going to talk about this coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Locked On Blues. I am your host of Locked On Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things about our St. Louis Blues here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I know my hat's camera, so it's going in and out of the screen screen. Do not mind it. I'm just one with Enterprise at this point. But I do want to talk to you about a lot of things on this episode. One has to do with a crazy story that involves Nathan Walker and a fan slash an employee. The lack of passion that I am seeing on ice, and this is on one person and his name, his name is Doug Armstrong, so a lot to talk about when we talk about uh, the Blues today. I do want to let you know before I dive deeper into anything that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. I hope everybody is having a good Wednesday. It is February 21st. And right now, I have one of the craziest stories to tell you. So I'm going to tell you the story of what went down. Again, this story, like I'm happy smiling because it was a positive outcome, but injuries do happen all the time from these type of things. So it's during warmups and Nathan Walker's on the ice during the Blues' last home game. An unfortunate loss against the Maple Leafs, but anyways, on the ice, and he shoots the puck, and it hits the crossbar, and it deflects into, I guess you can say, the stand area goes above and beyond the net, and it hits a photographer that works for the team, and I, I mean, she's okay. Like, that's the bottom line. She is okay. She's not injured, but it does hit her enough to where she's bleeding. You know, I'm not going to insert any photos because it is a little bit graphic, and I kind of wish I didn't see it. There was a graphic warning, though, on the Blues' social media, and it hits her in the face, all bloody, and Nathan Walker and his family, so his beautiful wife, family, on behalf of them, sent her a stick and a sweatshirt, but on the stick, it says, it's signed by Walker, and it says, I'm sorry I hit your melon. Now, (laughs) I saw this, and I chuckled. Because that is so on brand for Nathan Walker to just be like, oh, I'm sorry I hit your melon. But I mean, head injuries are very serious. And it's just, I mean, luckily no one was hurt. But the reason why I wanted to share this is because right now I feel like the Blues have had a couple of days where they haven't been playing. And it's going to mellow down a little bit with the tension that obviously a lot of us felt after that game against the Maple Leafs. And it leads me to bring a question to you. Have you ever witnessed anybody, it could be at a Blues game, it could be at a Cardinals game, get hit from a ball or puck and seen it. Like, because I see like all these crazy YouTube clips, right, of different people getting like hit in the face by a puck or getting hit in the head by a baseball. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm the only person, I mean, knock on wood, but I feel like I'm like one of the only people that hasn't like seen anything 
And I am curious about it because it is a something that happens often. And the NHL, for the longest time, didn't have any netting, any protection. So now that they have that, that is a plus and that is a good thing. But on the other hand, it did take them a little while to get that done. I think Nathan Walker absolutely did the right thing. I know it's not his fault, right? It did go off of a stick, but it's not like his intention was, oh, let me go hit the assistant photographer for the blues. Things happen all the time, but it was a very funny stick signing to say the least. I'm sorry I hit your melon. Like that is iconic, honestly. And it's funny because I like, I think we all know how Nathan Walker's personality is. And I can just imagine him in his Australian accent just being like, I'm sorry I hit you in your melon. That was a really bad Australian accent. But you get the point. And it made me think about injuries when it comes to going to games. Has anybody ever been concerned about the fact that they might get hit by a puck? Like, I know this is a very off topic with what's going on with the Blues discussion. So you might be wondering, Hale, like, why are you asking us this? Because I want to bring you back in to the love, to the passion and excitement you have when you think of hockey games. Now, I'm not saying getting hit is a good thing and it doesn't make you more of a fan in any way. But... I feel like we've just, as a fan base, have been through it, okay? We've been upset, disappointed. I get it. I've been feeling the same way, too. So sometimes having a conversation where it's not necessarily about what's exactly going on in the ice can be a good thing. It's a little bit of a reset mode. And I think right now, we're past the midway point of the season. We have 20-something games left, a little bit over 27 games left. And this is crunch time. Am I expecting the Blues to go to the playoffs? I still think so. Yeah, I'm not going to back off of my thought, even though I flip-flopped it before. But I think that it is important as a fan base that we remind ourselves, hey, this is our team. This is the team that we're passionate about. And I sometimes have to do that. I have to reel myself back in to make me remember why I love being a St. Louis Blues fan. And it's little things like that. That, you know, something bad obviously happened, but Walker was able to make it funny, right? And you think about neighbors and all the pranks that he pulls. And you just think about the personality of this team. And it goes beyond the ice. And sometimes I feel like we dehumanize, if I can speak, these players because we're just so quick to, you know, judge how they play on ice, which I completely get and I do. But sometimes I like to remember how these guys are off the ice because it makes me feel a little bit more compassionate if they have an off game. Okay, this could be why. This, you know, and uh, listen, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. We're all collectively frustrated with the state of the blues right now. I get it. But I do want to say that hockey, you're going to have seasons where your team's good, you're going to have seasons where your team is bad. And right now, the Blues are in a place where they're kind of in the middle. I don't think, and maybe this is just me being biased, I don't think they're as bad as everyone is making them out to be. So many people are saying, oh, well, this is just like a very average hockey team with average players. Okay, what's average about Robert Thomas? What has been average about Jake Neighbors? And I want you to explain to me what actually is average when you have players that are accumulating on the ice and doing extraordinary things. Robert Thomas, I can tell you this, is not average. Colton Pareko is not average. 
there's reasons why some of these players have letters, and it's because they're not average hockey players whatsoever. So all things said, I do hope that that story of Nathan Walker did put a smile on your face. It made you kind of remember, okay, this is why we love this team. It's because these are guys that we love on and off the ice. And I know that does not take away from how they've played, and I will discuss that. But I thought dedicating a couple minutes to maybe just talk about something that is so lighthearted could um, put a smile and make you feel a lot better maybe about this team. Now, I'm not saying that this is the fix-all, but it definitely made me smile today, and I wanted to share that with you. I will be talking about the lack of passion I am seeing on ice. So I, I'm going to dive deeper into the things that I'm not liking. And here comes the negativity, even though I'm not trying to be negative. It is what it is. And at this point, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to what we're seeing and maybe more importantly, what we're not seeing. Before I dive into that, I want to let you know about my friends over at Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need a hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to the Indeed data and matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to the recent Indeed survey. One thing I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of the awesome search engines. And it's just beyond simple. And that way you can get matched with your candidates. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine constantly is learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. Indeed you do. I always have to say that every time I do this read because for some reason it just sounds right. So let's talk about the lack of passion that maybe we're witnessing on ice. Now, I'm not going to come out and say that this team doesn't care. I do believe that they care, right? I, I can't believe how camo my hat is acting today with this green screen. Oh my goodness. But there is a lack of passion that I am seeing on ice. And I talked about this yesterday a little bit, and it's mainly in that final frame. And I don't know if passion is the right word or enthusiasm maybe is a better word, but there is a lack of drive, right? There is a lack of something. And it seems like they sometimes give up in a way. I understand if you're down by a couple goals, it is not necessarily easy whatsoever to make a comeback, but it's not impossible. And this team, for whatever reason, they act like it's impossible to make a comeback. And I can't fathom the fact that it is not, and it happens more so than often, 
that if you get one goal and you cut the deficit to one, then you're easily able to come back again. And that's what happened against the Leafs game. They were able to cut the deficit. It was three, was it four? No, yeah, it was three, two. And then unfortunately, Toronto scored again. But they had it within one goal. And at that point, you need to go all out. You have a minute and 18 seconds left on the clock in regulation. Go all out. Be realistic. You're not going to score three goals in those three minutes, okay? I hate to break the news, but that's not going to happen. Your job is to try to get the equalizer and try to bring that game to overtime. That way, you're at least guaranteed a point. Not ideal to go to overtime like that, but it's better than losing regulation. I don't understand how this seems to be happening with the Blues, where they have a really good 40 minutes. And sometimes this happens, they're going to last two frames, they have a really good 40 minutes, and their first period is awful. I just feel like there is a lack of consistency. There is a lack of 60-minute consistency, I should say. Because they have consistency, the second period is their most consistent period. And that's where they play their best hockey in. It's just whether one of the two, if you're going to get the first or third period to be your other consistent period. And I don't necessarily think the players are intentionally like, oh, we're going to purposely suck in this period. But it is something I have been noticing where I'm like, wait, why is it that they don't play good hockey for 20 minutes out of 60 in the game? It just doesn't make sense to me. 40 minutes of good hockey, I'm sorry, that's not going to win you the game. You need to go all out for all 60 minutes. And whether that's defensively stepping up a little bit more, offensively taking some more good shots, okay, because you need to set it up still. Being by the net to rebound is another important thing. You also have to take in consideration that I've been frustrated because there's been so many times where the puck is in front of the net and nobody is there. And if somebody was this there to chip it in, goals, goals, goals would be happening, but it's not. So there is a lot of frustration because I'm seeing a lack of maybe nitty gritty attention on the ice, um, attention to detail maybe, that if they just paid a little bit more attention to, then yeah, this team could be more successful. This team could be scoring more. And I'm not blaming a specific player, but I can say that overall, this has been an issue. And the fan base, I mean, I'm a part of the fan base, obviously, and I know you are a part of the fan base that's listening. The frustration, you can kind of pick up on it. And you can sense that we are kind of getting sick and tired of the same old, same old from this team. And something needs to change because right now, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. If you keep on playing this way, you're not going to go to the playoffs. And um, maybe the bear, bear, bad news. I'm just keeping it real on this podcast. Before I talk about what exactly is Doug Armstrong's fault, because you can make the argument that everything is Doug Armstrong's fault at this point. I want to talk to you about my friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only. Available to U.S. customers. So, what is Doug Armstrong's fault? Okay, it is all of the no trade clauses. I am so frustrated because I talked yesterday about potential trades that the Blues could have at the deadline. And every single player, I swear, has like a no trade clause. And I understand that they're there to protect the players. And I understand that some of them have earned it. I mean, they've all earned it in a way. But is it frustrating? Absolutely. Because what Doug did is really limit this team on what they can do. And I think that at the end of the day, this is a team where you cannot limit what they should be doing. Okay. They should be selling at the deadline, but it's hard to sell when you have to be so cognitive and careful about which players you're able to sell. If you have a player that's only willing to go to seven teams, those seven teams, they know, okay, well, we can get maybe a little bit less. Well, we can give a little bit less because they're so limited. And it becomes a huge disadvantage for St. Louis. Now, while I understand there's certain players that do deserve that no trade clause and that have earned it, do I, I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to be that person. But do I think that all of the guys that have a no trade clause deserve it? No. Do I think that Doug gave it out based on maybe trying to get some guys to stay? Probably, yeah. But again, that's on Doug because he could have said no. And good for these guys as agents. I mean, they really were able to leverage some really good contracts considering. I think the Blues if I'm not mistaken, they're the team with the most no trade clauses in the NHL, which is insane. Because first off, when you think of no trade clause, you think about the fact that you want to keep a player here and that they don't want to leave. Which player realistically right now would you say, oh, I want to keep here no matter what? Probably not a lot. Again, I'm not going to name names, but probably not a lot. So the fact that all of these players have no trade clauses, I think it just goes to show that this is on Doug Armstrong. And I feel like Doug Armstrong is one of those guys where he's not going to, you know, take accountability in a sense to say, you know what, I did screw over this team with all the contracts that I did make up because he was the one to do it. He should, but he's not going to do that, obviously. But it is an interesting concept to think about the fact that Doug Armstrong, out of all of the GMs, was truly able to make some of the stupidest decisions when it came to those no trade clauses. And that is what is on Doug Armstrong. Does this concern me about the deadline? I mean, I knew this was going to happen, right? I knew when the deadline came, the Blues would be in a predicament because they have all these players of no trade clauses. I'm not surprised. I'm not because at this point, nothing surprised me. But... What I can say, I definitely am annoyed. What do you think about this? Do you think that Doug Armstrong just gave out way too many no-trade clauses and nailed the Blues? You're kind of in a tough situation. I just don't understand how the Blues are going to be able to get some good value out of these players when these other teams in the NHL know that there's only a limited amount of teams that these players are going to go to. 
It just doesn't make sense to me. But hey, this is why I'm not the GM of any team because making decisions like that probably would keep me up at night and regret as Doug should be. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow. And like always, let's go blues.